0: Okay, I want to talk about today how to be happy. Now, if you were to do a survey, on, ask people, okay, how, how can you be happy? I, I think people would probably say, well, money, you've got to have some money, you know, be happy. Don't worry, be happy, whatever. Uh, <laughs> another thing, people would say, well, you got to have some health to be happy. You know, A friend of mine once said that his parents have always been, they're elderly people, they've been in good health all of their their life, but they've never really had any finances to really enjoy things, to go places, vacation time. They just never had hardly any money. And, of course, if you look at it the other way, you know, you can have a lot of money, but if you don't have your health, it's not doing you any good. You're not going to be able to enjoy it. So um, if you ask, okay, what will make you happy, you know, how to be happy, I think a lot of people would say material blessings you know material things and the world in which we live sort of focuses on that you know it's just everything every ad every magazine ad every everything is about the new toy the new object the new car the new house the new whatever and if you don't have the money we'll finance it and you can go in debt the rest of your life and and uh, pay 21% interest on stuff and never get you, whatever. You know, just material things. I, I got to have things to make us happy, to make me happy. And I don't know how many people on down the list, it may be on down the list, would say, you know, how to be happy would say a relationship with God. You know, I, I don't think that would be at the top of the list for most people, but it should be. But that, that's an important one. A, if I want to be happy, a relationship with God. Okay, happiness, your attitude, my attitude, plays an important role in happiness. You know, a negative attitude keeps you focused on the negative side of of your situation. You spend more time thinking about what you don't have. Okay, I don't have any money, so I'm clicking off all the things I don't have. Uh, The opportunities you missed out on, the terrible things that have happened to you in the past, The awful things that might happen to you in the future. How much time do you spend? How much do you think about what you don't have? The opportunities that you missed? The terrible things that happened to you in your past? And there may be some bad things that happened to you. Very bad things that you don't want to talk about. But my question is, how much do you dwell on them? How much of your time are you spending day in and day out, thinking about these negative things and the awful things that might happen to you in the future. Now, they say depression is, is, uh, is the result of things that have happened to us in the past. That's what causes depression. All the bad things that happened to you in the past. Anxiety is the fear of what might happen to you in the future. And it's a double whammy. I got my past, I don't like it, whatever, it's a bad thing. And I'm, I'm anticipating, negatively, all the fears of things that might happen to me in the future. Now, I want to touch on, just for a moment here, your health and a relationship with God. Because I think the two sort of go together. In 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 20, what is the connection between health and relationship with God? Is there a connection? Well, absolutely, I think it is. 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 20. For you are brought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Both belong to God. Your spirit and your body. So there's a body and spirit connection when it comes to uh, your relationship with God. It's not just your spirit what in your mind. But your body is connected to that also. You know Christopher Reeves, uh, Superman was he not? He had an accident and he fell off a horse and broke his neck. And uh, they said he had to have a machine to keep his heart beating, a machine to keep his lungs breathing, working, a machine to uh, kidneys keep them working. Now, in his spirit, he could worship and honor God. And I'm saying you know people that are you know crippled or whatever or, or you know, from the neck down whatever, he could still have a relationship with God. Those people can have a relationship with God. But in order to glorify God in your body, you need a body that works. (laughs) Uh, Work for God. So I'm saying the two, to me the two go together in a relationship. You know, your your spirit, but your body. And uh, when your body is sickly, it affects your spirit. It really does. Um, we begin to question things. God, am I, why am I going through this? We begin to question our relationship with God. We begin to think, well, maybe, does God really care about this? Does God really care? About this? Why, why am I going? And my personal opinion here is that, that enough of that negativity can create a stronghold in your life. You become... A, enough negativity where... You know, a a demonic influence, if you just focus and focus and focus and focus, negative, 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 it can begin to take control of your thought processes. And that's not good. So, being happy. You know, I think God wants you well. I, I, I believe that. I believe God wants you well. If we can wrap our minds around this one fact, That God desires people who can glorify Him in their spirit and in their bodies. The two, two are connected. I think that's a a promise you can present to God. You know, God, if I, you can take that before God's throne. You say, "Well, God, if I'm I'm sickly, you know, what what can I do? I mean, I know the body-spirit connection, and I need I need both healing in in both areas." I think that's a promise. In fact, you know, Third John one and verse two. A scripture that we've often used, but uh, it's encouraging. It says, beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So I think God would say that of you. I want you to um, prosper, be in health, because they work together, body, spirit. So when I look at maybe the key to happiness, The key to happiness. Turn back to Hebrews 3 and verse 10. We'll find out what makes us unhappy. (laughs) Hebrews 3 and verse 10. Look at some people that God was disappointed with. And I think they were miserable people. It says, wherefore I was grieved with that generation. Notice how I was grieved with this generation of people. And said, they do always err in their heart. And they have not known always. So I swore in my wrath that they would not enter my rest. What rest? Well, this millennial Sabbath rest that is coming to this earth at Christ's return. They're not going to enter that rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart, and there's the word, of unbelief in departing from the living God. Unbelief. Okay. Thayer's definition, unbelief, is unfaithfulness. Faithless, want of faith, unbelief, weakness of faith. I want to give you a different concept of unbelief, and I think it, it's applicable to, to this message. A preoccupied mind with the negative instead of the positive, unbelief. A preoccupied mind with everything that's negative. Instead of positive. I mean, that, to me, that's unbelief. It really is. You spend more time thinking about what you don't have, the opportunities that you've missed out on, the terrible things that have happened to you in your past, and the awful things that might happen to you in the future. You know, a lot of times we look at unbelief as only things that pertain to God. And, and, but if we look at unbelief and apply it to everyday life situations, Everything that comes into your life. If we look at unbelief as everything, you know, a preoccupied mind with the negative instead of the positive. You look at it like that, one might conclude, well, you might want to take a look at your life and say, well, am am I living a life of unbelief? If that describes me, a preoccupied mind with the negative instead of the positive. am Am I living a life of unbelief? is god pleased is god happy no no he was grieved with that mentality grieved in numbers 13 and verse 33 it's a little st- saying i think they were entering into the promised land and something like that and and uh, they they had a uh, some negativity going on but they had a good reason to be negative look at this and they Numbers 13 and verse 33. And there we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which came of the giants. I mean, they're looking at these. They say, man, those people are a lot bigger than I am. I mean, I'm Like a little midget. These, look at this. That's some negativity, right? I mean, that's, uh, they're bigger than me. And, and, and we were, now notice this. This is what I love about this, this, this passage. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. <laughs> and so we were in their sight. <laughs> how, you know, how you see yourself is how others will see you, you know? It, I mean, it just, we were, there, you know, like we looked at ourselves as grasshoppers, and that's how they looked at us, you know? grasshoppers. Grasshoppers. Uh. <laughs> now, I want to, okay, a preoccupied mind with the negative instead of the positive. I want to tell you what that is. It's, it's the utopia of self-centeredness. Okay? A preoccupied mind with the negative. Always just, there it is. It's a pre, it, it is a, the utopia of self-centeredness, being consumed with self. Now, it, it happens to me. It happens for me from time to time. You know, I'm preparing a sermon. This sermon. And I'm thinking, you know, time's running out on you. You're not going to have forever to do this. You know, you got a couple of hours, you know, three, or four hours to do this, and and uh, and it's not going to be any good. You ever tell yourself that stuff? and yeah. more time thinking about what I what I don't have written down <laughs> instead of what I got written down. The truth of the matter is, instead, you know, a preoccupied mind with the negative instead of the positive. Instead of thinking, you know. Why can't I think, okay, this sermon is entitled, How to Be Happy. How could it not be good? (laughs) Uh, uh, This could change someone's life. I can't think of a more important message that needs to be heard. This message will help others. In other words, you get your mind off yourself. You can serve God. Let me tell you something. You can serve God and still your mind can be totally consumed with yourself. How how you look, how you appear, how you... It really can happen. Even when you're serving others, it can still be about you. And and I'm trying to work away from that. When you can change your heart from serving self to serving others, that equals happiness. Happiness can be yours. When you change your heart from serving self and the focus on self... And serving others, happiness can be yours. Our Savior told us how to, how to be happy. Our Savior told us how to be happy. And we're going to look at his instructions. John 13, verse 13. John 13, verse 13. We're going to see what, what Jesus' instructions was on how to be happy. How to be happy. And it's strange. It's going to sound strange. It's going to fall on your ears. as well, We all know it, but it, it's... It, what? You know, look at this. Okay. John 13, verse 13, we read this at the Passover. You call me Master and Lord, and you say, well, for so I am. I like that statement. That's just, you know, that's that's confidence right there. (laughs) So I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than the Lord, neither is he that is sent greater than him. sent him. if you know these things, and there's the word. happy are you if you do them. Happy. Don't worry, be happy. Now don't answer this question. Uh, it's sort of a trick question, but can you think about the foot can you wash someone's feet and still be focused on yourself? Yes, absolutely. <coughs> what you look like, my humility, See, this is the downside. uh, uh, And this is what I'm trying to get out of, away from. Any godly service that you can do can be turned into self-glory. It's not about the people you're serving. It's about you. And sometimes the better you get at it, the worse it gets. The more it turns inward on you. That's the downside. Notice that. The better you get at it, the more the inward turn is self-glory. We need to lose ourselves. Lose ourselves. We need to be liberated from ourselves. We need to serve without even thinking about self. We need to come to the point where I'm doing this. I am doing this for the good of mankind. This ministry, what I do, what I do for a living, is for the good of mankind. The benefit of mankind. Is, it's for to help mankind. It's not about me. Happiness, I believe, can be ours if we can just make this little tiny adjustment. Romans 12 and verse 2, you don't have to turn there, but it says, Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Once you find God's will, lose yourself. Lose yourself in God's will. That's a, that's a strange concept. Lose yourself. Lose, just lose yourself. God's will. Jesus put it like this. You know, a reference is, You don't have to turn there, but a reference is Matthew 10, verse 39. He that finds his life shall lose it. And he that loses his life for my sake shall find it. It's kind of like a conundrum also, you know, lost, lost in God's will, lost in God's will. Someone said that we do not have the power to change anything but our our actions and reactions. That is so powerful. We have, you know, often we look at, okay, how can I change that person? You can't. You know, no no matter how much, you know, you, you can't change another person. You know, the power to change, we don't have the power to change anything but ourselves. And that's with God's grace that we do that, God's spirit that we do that. Let me reference that. Um, We do not have the power to change anything but ourselves. Actions and reactions. But you can start today changing that. How you respond. When you can change your heart from serving self to serving others, it equals happiness. Happiness can be yours. Our Savior told us how to be happy. Serve others. And he said, if you know these things, happy are you if you do them.